0: Monday morning you the fight got you me Good morning NFL fans and welcome to another episode of Monday Morning Huddle. I'm your host Dave Holcomb. I promised to have a little bit shorter of a show this week. Last week we ran way over with our guests from Casual Heroes, which was, I think, a great episode, a great discussion. But I promised to keep it short and sweet this week with just myself. Uh, we're going to cover you know, a various amount of topics. I'll go into uh, what's going on over the last weekend with uh, the trade that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did with Eric Wright. Uh, In our second segment, we're going to get into Mike Pouncey and the Pouncey Brothers hats they wore last weekend. We didn't discuss that last last Monday, so we're going to get into that hat discussion. And another guy who's been wearing hats in the last month, Colin Kaepernick, but we're not going to be talking about his cap, but talking about his jersey sales. In our fourth and long segment, we're going to talk about uh, articles that are up on footballnation.com, including articles about Johnny Manziel, Wes Welker. And Lucas Carr's article on who will not make the playoffs, who made it last year. That is, teams that made the playoffs last year that will not make it again this year. But in our first segment, our top story, hopefully this is the last time we have to go over a story about somebody getting arrested. I really hope with training camp starting later this week. Do you believe that? Training camp starts this week. Unbelievable. I don't know where the summer went. But all already... Training camp for most teams are starting on the 26th, or maybe some on the 27th. So uh, we will be opening up training camp this weekend, with uh, today, Monday, being the 22nd of July. So once again, hopefully this is the last time we have to talk about somebody getting arrested. But uh, Eric Wright, the cornerback formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was arrested on July 12th in California on an unspecified misdemeanor charge, according to ESPN.com. And on Friday, he was traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a conditional pick, very late round pick. Um, well, let's start from the Buccaneers' side of this. I got to applaud them. That's me actually clapping. Um, they, Greg Shiano stepped in and said that he wasn't going to put up with this stuff. I think a lot of teams say that. A lot of teams don't do that. Um, The podcast uh, from – another podcast on footballnation.com, FN Today with host Alex Reamer. He talked about two weeks ago now about how teams will not sacrifice talent and skill for the better of the team. What I mean by that is if it's better for the team to have somebody that is good at football – and somebody who has high football character. We said we heard, uh, if you're a listener of that podcast as well, Reamer went on and on about football character. And I, and I agree with him. I understand his point. A guy like Aaron Hernandez had high football character off the field. He had no character, very little character. Tampa Bay is making a statement here. If you have no off-the-field character, you don't belong on our team. And I, I applaud them. I think that's a really bold statement, we'll see how long um, they can do that and try and put together a winner. Now, Tampa Bay has not won a Super Bowl in a very long time, but I guess if you really think about it, they won one in 2002, New England hasn't won one since 2004, and you could argue that New England uh, has lots of players on their team that um, would have poor off-the-field character, and actually, Tampa Bay and New England worked out a trade uh, with Khalib Tlaib, if I'm saying his name correctly, uh, where the Tampa Bay traded him last year to New England. He, he was a big piece of New England's run into the playoffs, a cornerback that they really, really used and are going to continue to use as they try and, and repair that defense. But Tlaib is just one of many players that the Buccaneers have now parted with. Tlaib is one guy. Kellen Winslow is now off the team, it was off a couple years ago. LeGarrett Blunt was another guy that they cut ties with. Now Eric Wright is just the fourth. So I think it's great that Shiano is sticking to his Buccaneer men, um, what he, he preaches to his team, not going back on his word. And I think another part of the story, general manager Mark Dominic from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not afraid to admit when he's made a mistake. Well, I think lots of GMs and lots of head coaches would not want to give up on a mistake. And we've, we see that at all levels in sports. If they think uh, they're set on one guy being good or they've signed him to a long-term contract, they don't want to cut their losses. And sometimes it's necessary to just cut your losses. Now, Dominic uh, invested $35 million in Wright, uh, who was a free agent in 2012, so they signed him to a, a long-term deal. But actually, uh, the Bucks. Worked on restructuring his contract in April, and he took a pay cut. Wright did from 7.75 million to 1.5 million. And with the the restructuring of his contract, he was it was under the impression Wright was under the impression that he, that he was on his last strike. He was on his he, his this was his last chance to get his life together to get himself together off the field. He didn't do it. He obviously didn't do it. And good for Tampa Bay for parting sides with him. Now, on the side of San Francisco, who obviously received Eric Wright in this trade, I don't want to say it's a steal. Honestly, I've never heard of Eric Wright before. I'm not saying that he isn't a good player because I've never heard of him. There's lots of great players in the NFL that I've never heard of. Um, But he is a guy that I think could actually really help out uh, San Francisco after reading about him a little bit, getting his background. He's going to compete in San Francisco for one of those cornerback spots. He was going to play opposite of Darrell Rivas in Tampa Bay. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. But uh, in San Francisco, he is one of five guys that uh, are in the top five contention for the cornerback spot. He's listed fifth right now on rotoworld.com's depth chart. So that's not too promising. But actually, if you read into uh, and do a little bit of research into the 49ers defense, there's actually a reporter for Yahoo Sports, Jason Cole, a pretty well-known reporter and highly regarded, who, quote-unquote, keeps hearing that the 49ers don't want to keep their cornerback, Carlos Rogers. Now, to me, that's that sounds a little crazy. Even at 32 years old, he just turned 32 this past month uh rogers been playing the best football of his career the last two seasons with san francisco he was on washington for a long time his rookie season being in 2005 but Rodgers had six interceptions in his first season with san francisco in 2011 had a breakout season that year last year he only had one interception so it definitely came back down to earth and and he'd never had He's only had one se- one big interception season, and that was 2011 with six. All the other years, he had two or less. So one interception or two interceptions is much more his norm than six. And you would think at 32, he's pretty much peaked. So maybe it's not a terrible thing um, or, or um – highly unlikely thing to have Rogers um, be re- or the have the 49ers release Rogers now especially with Eric Wright you check him out he's only uh, 27 years old actually is turning 28 this week so he'll be uh, having celebrating his 28th birthday and um, could be starting or com- or definitely will be competing but could be starting um, as a cornerback for the 49ers and the other guy that the the San Francisco thinks will be competing for that. One of the last roster sp- spots is Namni Asamoah. So Asamoah, Rodgers, and Wright, from what it sounds like, one of those guys will not be on the team. And Rodgers commands the highest salary. If the 49ers end up releasing Rodgers, they actually, even though some of his contract is guaranteed, they actually will clear almost $5 million, $5 million from the salary cap, so that could give them a little bit of cap, uh, cap space and keep right and awesome want to start. Um, remember, the 49ers were very aggressive in free agency. Um, they signed Anquan Bolden. Uh, they, they might have to sign another wide receiver. They were, I, I wrote an article, um, I think about a week ago now, um, where they were looking at Austin Collie. Cawley. Now, Collie's not going to demand a very high contract, but... They would like every team wants to have flexibility with the salary cap, and three to five million dollars is is enough to be able to sign somebody throughout the season if you need a if you have a need at a position. So I think the five million dollars is, is something that the team would really like. So this was this move to get right and then perhaps release Rogers was more of like many of the deals in the NFL, more of a business transaction, more of a business decision because of the business part of the game than actual football sense but that happens a lot in the game today all right we're going to go on our first commercial break and then we're going to come back with some news about caps being worn Welcome back to Football Nation's Monday Morning Huddle. I'm your host, Dave Holcomb. We always love to hear from our fans. Tweet at me, D-M-H-O-L-C-O-M-B. Send me an email, holcombmdavid at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Dave's Football News. Going on to our second segment. First topic, one that we probably all have heard of already. The Pouncy Brothers last weekend were caught at a nightclub wearing... Hats with the words "Free Hernandez" on them. Now, my first reaction to this story, uh, I'm laughing just because it's so utterly ridiculous. Not because anything, that, not because of what they put on their hat was funny or anything like that. Um, just what they what they did was just so so dumb. Um, my first reaction to this story was: Is the font on the hat? At all altered? Is it all? Is it photoshopped? And it, it really appeared not to be. After I don't know who investigated that, but whoever did uh, determined it was not. It was this is the hats that they wore. So the fallout from that in the last week, Marquise Pouncy, the the for those of you who who might not know, Marquise Pouncy and Mike Pouncy are two offensive linemen in. Uh, the NFL twin brothers both went to the University of Florida, play with Aaron Hernandez in college. Uh, Marquise plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, while Mike plays for the Miami Dolphins. And Marquise Pouncey actually po- apologized on Twitter for, for being photographed wearing the free Hernandez hat. And he tweeted, I fully recognize the seriousness of the situation involving my former teammate, and I regret... regret that my actions appear to make light of that serious situation, I apologize to anyone who was offended by my actions. His brother has chosen the exact opposite route, and has not yet apologized, and it doesn't look like he's going to apologize. He continues to dodge the questions regarding the Aaron Hernandez hat. Uh, his head coach Joe Philbin has declined to comment, declined to say anything at all about what he told Mike, uh, and. What he could have told him about what uh, he should have done or shouldn't have done or whatever he said to him after this occurred. So to me, (laughs) neither one of – well, a lot of people are speculating about whether Marquise's statement was actually sincere or just written by the front office of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So – My first question to our listeners, which one is worse, the guy that won't apologize for something that obviously was wrong or the guy that kind of insincerely apologized and and used a a team statement to kind of hide behind? I don't mean to speculate that Marquise Pouncey uh, isn't sincere about his apology. I just think the the whole thing is really absurd. They're obviously very upset about their former teammate and the accusations with him I, I hate to—you to, to um, you know, because the, the, the court has not had their ruling yet, but the evidence really suggests that Aaron Hernandez is guilty. And I just think for two guys to have <laughs> two hats made—again, I'm sorry that I'm laughing about this—but uh, to, have, to, have, uh, to have hats made that say Free Hernandez and to wear them out to a nightclub, I just— what could be more dumb than that? You know, and, we, and this happened the same weekend that wide um, receivers Victor Cruz and Roddy White are tweeting about the George Zimmerman trial and the, the, the result in that trial and just saying really absurd things. That, that's one thing. Obviously, that was a wrong thing to do, too. But to, to wear a hat out in public— you know that yes, that tweet, getting on your laptop and saying an opinion that's really absurd—that's dumb. That's a dumb thing to do. But we've, we've seen a lot of people do it, and it's really hard to resist when you're in when you're in your home, you're passionate about something, you want the world to hear about it, so you go on Twitter. These guys actually went out into public, dressed in hats, addressed uh, that said "Free Hernandez." I just think that's absolutely just one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, and that's I think that's saying a lot for me because I, I try try not to judge people too harshly, but that is really just a bonehead thing to do. So, uh, whatever. I mean, it, it's kind of a dull point at this point whether they're going to apologize or not. Well, their Their feelings are obviously have have obviously been expressed about how they feel about their former teammate. And you know we we also fi- uh, figured out a little bit more about themselves and and how smart they are off the field. On the field, different story. They're great players, but off the field, could could uh, use a little bit help um, in in their decisions on what they wear out in in at the nightclub. Moving on to another guy that created controversy with the the cap that he wore on Fourth of July, Colin Kaepernick actually wore a Miami Dolphins hat. Now, uh, that's a topic that we can discuss, but I'm going to bypass that one for the most part. um, Alex Reamer discussed it on his podcast a couple weeks ago. But Kaepernick, the top-selling jersey in the NFL over the last three months. So I I was thinking about putting this in the fourth and long segment, uh, but I think it really belongs here in the second segment and just discussing the top-selling jersey. Jerseys of the last three months. Now it's just the last three months, Uh, not a huge time frame, but the other slots or other players in the top five are Russell Wilson, RG3, Adrian Peterson, and Peyton Manning. So if anybody out there is still arguing whether or not it's a quarterback's league, uh, four of the top five jerseys being sold over the last 3 months of the offseason 4 of the 5 belong to quarterbacks and this is interesting to me number 6 Ryan Tannehill falls at number 6 Tom Brady at 7 right there's you're telling me there's more Ryan Tannehill jerseys being sold than Tom Brady is it just because everybody in Boston already has a Tom Brady jersey is that why uh <laughs> his jersey's not selling as much as Ryan Tannehill Ryan Tannehill really uh, that's that's really quite funny to me. And then the, to round out the top 10, Aaron Rodgers falls at 9, and 8 and 10 are two retired linebackers, Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher. So really uh, interesting set of players in the top 10. Lots of young players, Kaepernick, Wilson, RG3, some veterans with Manning, Brady, uh, Tannehill is another young guy that I, I didn't mention, and then two retired guys. So Interesting mix there, and I told you to keep the the short the the show short and sweet. So just to comment briefly about that dolphin's hat, I am someone that I love wearing different hats. I love wearing other teams' hats. I don't just wear my team's hat, but I really only do it for baseball, uh, not because. I'm not as big of a baseball fan for my team than I am as football for my team, although I probably would put my football team first just because of the city I grew up in. That's, that's the way it works. But I and the reason why I, I love wearing different baseball hats is because I love baseball and I have almost every team's hat and constantly I get asked, are you a Twins fan? You're wearing a Twins hat. Are you a Tigers fan? Are you, Oh, you're a Yankees fan. And people will judge me because I'm wearing a Yankees hat. I'm not a Yankees fan. <laughs> Philly, The Philly fans would, would got mad at me once for wearing a Yankees hat in New York City. And I was just wearing it because I was in New York and I'm not a Yankees fan. So I, I understand Colin Kaepernick's frustration and of the outrage of people around the country. But at the same time, if you are a professional player and you wear a different team's hat, In your league, I think if he would have wore a Miami Heat's hat, it would have been fine. I wouldn't have cared. If I was from San Francisco, I might care. Uh, If, say, you know the the LeBron thing that happened a few years ago when he went to Jacob's Field. Well, it's not Jacob's Field anymore. It's Progressive Field, and uh, you wore a Yankees hat, and the Indians were playing the Yankees. I think that's in poor taste, but— all right, so what who who cares? It's a hack maybe he's not rooting for the Yankees. I think he should root for the Indians. I think it's in poor taste if uh maybe I'm old fashioned maybe uh, but I think teams unless the the your the team the, the city that you're residing in and playing your professional career in unless a team from a different sport is playing a team that you grew up rooting for if LeBron was a Yankee fan from birth, I would say. Okay, he's been a Yankee fan his whole life. He can root for the Yankees over the Indians. Other than that, I mean, he grew up in Akron, Ohio. So he should have been growing up, if he was a baseball fan, he grew up as an Indians fan. So I don't mean to pick on LeBron, but I'm just using it as an example. Uh, I I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but a few years ago uh, when the Red Sox and Cardinals played in the World Series, I remember a St. Louis Blues hockey player, I can't remember his name. But he went to a game with a Red Sox hat. He grew up in Boston. He was a longtime Red Sox fan. At that point, the Red Sox had not won the World Series in 86 years. Okay, fine. Wear a Red Sox hat. That's fine. Kaepernick, he wore a Dolphins hat. I don't even care if they're in the opposite league. He wore another team's hat from the NFL. I'm not even doubting his loyalty to the 49ers. I just think it's weird. I just and to me and he's trying to make a fashion statement or or whatever trying to match his hat to his pants, probably, why are you wearing aqua pants or orange pants is a maybe a better question to match the dolphin's hat. Another question I think you could ask, does your hat really have to match your outfit? does it like as long as it doesn't clash, isn't that okay can't like can I not? I have a if I have a, a Yankees hat or a Red Sox hat that is navy, and I wear a black shirt. Am I not going to wear my Red Sox hat because navy doesn't go with black? Really? Is that how much we've gone down in society <laughs> where I can't wear my Red Sox hat with a black shirt? I, I maybe I have no fashion sense. I don't know. Maybe I, I guess I don't. I would I would say I don't have much of a fashion sense. But to me, your shoes and your socks don't have to match your outfit. Outfit, I mean t-shirt and shorts. If it does, good for you. Good for you. I mean there are days where I match it and it works great. Sometimes I wear my orange tiger hat with my orange shoes and it looks awesome. But the other days... I'm not going to switch my orange shoes because I'm wearing a green shirt. I don't have green shoes. I'm not going to go buy green shoes. So anyway, so that's my little rant about uh, the hat. So anyway, here's another one from the Chili Peppers. We'll be right back. we're back here on Football Nations Monday Morning Huddle your host Dave Holcomb. I apologize to getting into the the hat discussion a little bit more than uh I originally anticipated. I got going there with my uh my fashion choice. So, but anyway, my the moral is guys don't feel like you have to match your hat and your shoes to the rest of your clothes. Anyway, um we're going to our fourth and long segment. Uh, (laughs) This is a part of our show where I I make a statement. I have three statements to make today, and I'm either going to agree and go for fourth and long, or I'm going to disagree and punt it away. So we're going to reference all articles up on our website, footballnation.com. And the first one, four NFL playoff teams that will fall short in 2013, a great slideshow by Lucas Carr. I left a comment on the article, you should as well. So he lists four teams that he believes will not make the playoffs who made the playoffs last year. Now, since the league expanded their playoff system, I think it was in 1976-77, around that year, five teams, there was one odd year, but every year but one, there have been five teams that made the playoffs the year before, not make it the next year. So five new teams every single year make the playoffs that didn't make it the year before. It's is incredible, incredible uh, stat. So it's it's safe to assume it's going to happen again this year. It's just very difficult to pick which five teams it is. So uh, Carr picks four of the teams, and I'm not going to reveal all four, but I am going to reveal one. Surprisingly, he picks the San Francisco 49ers. And that is a team that I I was surprised at, uh, him selecting them. But after reading it, he had some good arguments for it and how they could possibly miss out on the playoffs. They're in a tough division. Seattle could very easily win the NFC West. And if they do, the NFC is full of really good teams uh, with Atlanta and New Orleans, down in the South, could be battling out for the division. The other one might get the wild card. Now, I know the New Orleans was not very good last year, but I expect them to be much better with Sean Payton back. Now, in- NFC North, it's really a toss-up to me who's going to be good in that division. I think the Packers are a playoff team, but the other three, Minnesota, Detroit, and Chicago, have all been in the, in the postseason uh, at-, at least once in the last three years. I think... Actually, each of them, I believe, have made it once in the last three years, and all of them have won at least ten games in the last three years. So those—it's just a matter of who shows up this year, really. Detroit could very well be good again. I have no—I don't know—I I don't expect them to, but they could. And the NFC East kind of the same thing. So just from a number standpoint, it could be difficult for San Francisco to make the playoffs if they don't win that division and they also have a tough schedule which of course seattle has the same schedule so i I don't necessarily get caught up in oh this team has a tough schedule because everybody in the division plays the same teams except for two the 49ers have to play green bay and washington where the seahawks get the giants and the vikings now i think the the Vikings, playing the Vikings instead of the Packers is a definite advantage. But who knows what we're going to get from RG3 off of his injury. So maybe it actually, the Giants will end up being better than the Redskins are this year. So that's why it's it's too difficult getting caught up in the schedule. But my point that Lucas Carr did not emphasize as much what I think the 49ers might not make the playoffs, their quarterback. Colin Kaepernick has only started, what, 10, 13 games? I don't think he's even started 16 games Well, it definitely hasn't, including the playoffs. Even if you throw in the three playoff starts, he hasn't started 16 games, a full season. Who knows what we're going to get out of this guy. He's been in the media a lot for his hat, his jersey, all the hype, I think, of this player. We'll see if he can live up to it this year. I'm not saying that he can't. I think he's very capable of it, but I think it's a lot to handle. The expectations are very high in San Francisco, and sometimes when expectations are high, it's hard to live up to them. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on to another article on our site. Top 10 NFL Stars Who Will Struggle in 2013 by Daniel Seagal. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, Dan. Uh, Ten guys he picked. There were. I'm only going to reveal one of them. You should go check out the article. One of them really was surprising to me, and that was Wes Welker. Uh, he's a guy that's going to be on... The Broncos this year got signed by Denver, going to be playing with Peyton Manning. He's been playing with Tom Brady most of his career, and uh, he thinks that the guy will—he's listed him on the struggle list, and I understand that Welker might see a drop in his statistics because he's not going to be that go-to guy. Now, Manning is very comfortable with Eric Decker and Demetrius Thomas, so Welker might not get 1,000 yards. He's definitely not going to get 100 catches, I think. Unless (laughs) Unless <laughs> uh, may, maybe Decker won't get 1,000 yards this year. I mean, Decker and Thomas were both 1,000-yard uh, reception, reception yards last year, which is, I think, incredible. Welker is not going to come in and then get 1,000 yards in addition to. So the yards got to kind of have to be shared by everybody. But Decker and Thomas can, and can uh, spread the field, can stretch the field. Uh, like uh, Seagal said in his article And Welker is going to be that slot guy. He's going to catch it over the middle. I think it's perfect. He's a perfect complement to Decker and Thomas. Uh, So I I don't expect Welker to struggle at all. Uh, Will his statistics be as good as they've been? No. But is he going to struggle? No. I I don't think he's going to struggle. So I'm punting on the idea of him struggling. I'm grunting, I guess, on the previous one where the 49ers will – I don't want to say will miss the playoffs, but could miss the playoffs. I will grunt on could. And um, Welker struggling. No, I don't. I really don't think he's going to struggle. And the last article we're going to reference is by Omar Stridiron. Hope I'm getting that name right. Man, you guys have some tough names. Uh, He wrote an article entitled, Why is there all this speculation on Johnny Manziel? Now, the the speculation on Manziel, he left uh, the Manning Passing Academy a few days ago last week. Just plain out said he overslept due to a busy schedule in the off season, and that was the reason why he left the camp. I'm going to agree with Omar Stridiron, and if my statement was the the speculation on Johnny Manziel is way too high, I'm grunting. I completely agree. I, come on, he he's a kid. He's how old? Is he even twenty yet? The kid's my, my kid might be nineteen. I don't know exactly how he is. He's, how old he is. He's going to be a sophomore. So what? Uh, he slept in. It happens. It's happened to everybody, especially at that age. I've slept in. I, I'm, I once slept in and was two hours late to work, and I got my butt chewed off. But you know what? It happens, and it's going to happen to even the Heisman Trophy winner. It, so it's normal. It's growing pains. He's a young man. It is way too early to say that he's not going to be as good as he was or he's not getting better. He's not going to be ready for the NFL. All those claims are ESPN just trying to make stories because last week, because there was no baseball, they had absolutely no game coverage. You realize Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, there was nothing to cover for ESPN. Nothing. All of the news was just that. It was just news. It was no game coverage or game highlights because there were no games. How many times do we see Cespedes won the home run derby? I got it. And then they went over the All-Star game. That was the only game review that they could do because that was the only game. So now that baseball is back, there's some, some more news. Go. They're talking about A-Rod. And maybe some of the focus will go away from, from Manziel. But even if he had a night out drinking, because there was a lot of speculation as that Johnny Manziel went out and got drunk and was hungover, and that's why he slept in. Okay. Is it more alarming? Yes, I would say it would be more alarming if he slept in because of a hangover than if he just plain out slept in. But again, he's 19. All right. Are you going to tell me you never slept in from a hangover in your life, especially at 19? Let the kid live a little bit. All right, and we're going to play one more from the Chili Peppers. Actually, my favorite song from the album, by the way. And then we're going to come back and wrap up today's show. Welcome back to Football Nation's Monday Morning Huddle. I'm your host, Dave Holcomb. Don't forget, tweet at me, D-M-H-O-L-C-O-M-B. Send me an email, holcombmdavid at gmail.com. And follow me on Facebook, Dave's Football News. I'm going to leave you with a reference to actually my own work. This article is not out yet as we speak or as this recording is going on. But it should be out on Monday, July 22nd. And that is because... One month ago today, I returned from my second trip to Europe. If you've ever listened to my uh, my show or have talked to me, I uh, I like traveling and <laughs> visiting the continent of Europe. And uh, last year, I actually had a article slideshow come out uh, w- with me going around Europe with my terrible towel. As as maybe some of you know, I am a Steelers fan, so I have gone around. I take my terrible towel with me to. The cities that I've gone to, and I take pictures of me in front of famous places. So there was a slideshow that came out last year, and the second slideshow uh, with more pictures of uh, in cities that I went to this past May and June, uh, including Amsterdam, Stockholm, Oslo, and then again London. Uh, some famous places with me and the terrible Tau. So. As you listen to this podcast and we wrap it up, uh, don't forget to check out that piece that'll be on uh, all this at sometime some point later uh, Monday and all this week you can find it on the website footballnation.com Thanks for listening, everybody. until next week i'm going to go try and find some peace in my mind.